Welcome to the My Big Church Podcast. On this podcast, you will hear a message of hope and inspiration from one of our pastors. We hope you enjoy the message. This is the Big Church Podcast. As you be seating, let's give him a round of applause that he so deserves. God is so good. God is so good. How y'all doing this morning? Wow, 10 of y'all are doing awesome. Everybody else doing good too? Well, this morning I want to talk to you just a little bit about, um, Kentucky is, about, is a part of something that's very, very big. It's part of world history. It's part of something that's record-breaking. And if you see all of this stuff up here. I'm trying not to say junk because somebody's junk is another person's treasure, right? But some of this stuff laying around here, there is a yard sale. It's called the 127 yard sale. And it go, it's commonly referred as the longest yard sale in the world. It spans through 690 miles long and it goes through six states, through Michigan, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama. Well, like some of you all, are, are you, some of y'all excited about that? Oh, I feel sorry for you guys. But here is what, while you might be excited, that if I was going to hell, it would start 690 miles, and, no, y'all ain't get what I'm saying. God would, they would make me have to travel 690 miles and go through every table, through every county, through every state, and I'd have to look at everyone before I ever got to my eternal damnation. That's how much I love yard sales. Y'all like yard sales? Oh my gosh, I don't know what is wrong with you guys. The idea of going through somebody else's junk and calling it treasure is just hard for me. When they talk about flea markets, I'm just like, oh, I'm just, I'm out of here. Me and John talked about that. I think we're kind of alike. I just, I cannot for the life of me figure out why people would want to go spend hours upon hours upon hours looking at something and saying, well, can you give me a dollar? Can I give you a dollar fifty for it? Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. You got a price for two dollars and they want to give you a dollar fifty. But you know, sometimes when you go to your kids, you ask your kids to clean up their room, right? Any parents in the room to ask their kids to clean their room up? Here's a couple of things that you get when you ask your kids to clean up the room. You get this. You go, what mess? Have you ever been into their room and you could not fit another thing on the bed? You couldn't get anything else around the bed, around the closet, anywhere. And they're standing there looking at you like, what mess? Just because you pretend it's not there doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. A lot of times we live in a social media world right now that says we always got to put our best picture forward, right? No telling how many pictures it took to get to that place right there. You know, you crop it and you put it and you move it and you try to put it in the place where you want it to be only to make it look like it's the best version of you. Sometimes you have to position yourself. Have you ever took a picture picture and you've positioned yourself with the right people in the right place at the right time? And you know what? You always say, oh, don't get that side. That's my best side. Well, let me show you. This is my best side. And this is my best side, so you see I don't really have one. But we try to position ourselves and try to put ourselves in places that really sometimes God doesn't want us to be, but we want us to there because we want the world to see something different. Sometimes you portray a somewhat false identity. 
Inside our society, it's this. Outside reputation is more valuable than personal transformation. Outside reputation is way more valuable than what you want to get on the inside of you. Sometimes we want everybody to see our best side. Everybody wants us to, wants to see our best side. But sometimes that side is really pretending to be something that it's really not. Inside, people are dying inside. People are, are going to their bedrooms and they're crying and they're selfs to sleep. But yet they put that smile on their face and they go right on through life. Number two, when you tell your kids, you know why we don't want to? You know why we really don't want to have personal transformation? Because transformation is messy. Transformation requires us to work, and it hurts. W-O-R-K. If you want something different in your life, you're going to have to work for it. You want a better job? You might have to work for it. You want things to change and your attitudes to change and the places that you go, you might have to change some of the things that you do to get to that destination. Also, you go tell your kids, clean your room. I remember going in when my daughter was about 15 or 16 years old. Literally, you could not sit on the bed. You could not, there was nothing you could fit anymore on the dressers. You couldn't get anything else in the room. And I came in here, and I just want to tell you young people, throwing stuff in the closet and underneath the bed is not cleaning the room. Come on, I got some parents in here that need to be amening me right now. That is not cleaning the room, moving the stuff. I went back in about an hour and a half later, and I was like, hey, this is it's pretty good. Look what she did. Until I went and opened the closet. Like, you open the closet doors, and all of a sudden, it starts rushing out. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, I looked under the bed. You probably couldn't have stuffed a penny underneath that bed for all the junk that was under there. But yet, you couldn't see it. I'm going somewhere. Moving the stuff in the mess does not make it go away. You might move it somewhere. You might put it somewhere. Transferring your mess and junk to, only, to other parts of things only fills up other parts of you. Right. You can move it. You can pretend it's not there. You can act like it doesn't exist. But after a, excuse me, after a while, it does show up on the outside. Eventually, you have no place to put it. And, uh, Pastor Mindy is going to preach here in a few weeks about David. And David progressed with something like a little sin. And it turned into this and it, it turned to that until there was nowhere else to put his sin. And he had to figure something else out. Maybe you can't physically see it, but it's still there. I'm having a little trouble. This is a little lower, so, um, so it's good. Maybe you can't physically see it, but it is still there. You, when you move the stuff and when you, the stuff, when you place the stuff in it, it always overflows in your life. No matter what you do, you try to stuff it over here. You try to put it underneath there. After a while, have you ever met somebody that all, the, all of a sudden you know something is wrong in their life? You know that they're going through something because you always see them. They're acting a certain way or they're being a certain way. But then you see them and you think, okay, what's going on in your life? Because what it does, it will always overflow into what you don't. You can hide it for a little while, but it always comes to the surface. So as we see the church on the decline as she did so great these last two weeks, as we see generations leaving the church, we can't pretend it doesn't happen. We can't move it around. We can't stuff the problem. We can't try to figure out another solution. We have to use So what can we do? Verse 26 says this. It says, first, cleanse the inside of the cup and the dish that the outside may be clean also. I missed this point up here earlier. There was a bunch of people that were walking around called Pharisees, and all they were was a bunch of pretenders and posers. 
They were not walking around trying to show everybody how good they were and how they acted and did all this stuff. But yet, the outside of their cup looked clean. And that's what Jesus said. But the inside was full of nothing but corruption. But here he's saying, you got to take that dish and you got to clean the inside of it. So sometimes when you get your life, you just have to have a spiritual yard sale. Sometimes there are things and stuff and treasures or whatever you want to call it that have to go. Sometimes you lug around this old box and, you know, you, you carry it around until your back hurts. And, and sometimes you feel like and then you'll set it down and every once in a while you'll start going through this old stuff. And you start picking this. Well, I, I remember when I, this is what I had. And I remember this, and I remember the thing that we need to do is we need to change our mindsets. Sometimes all that old stuff that we've been thinking, stinking thinking takes you back to that old box of junk, and it makes you think it's much better than what it is. Sometimes you just got to take it and you got to get rid of it. Isaiah 43, 18 says this, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. God is trying to take us from an old mindset to a new mindset. The Bible says this, you have the mind of Christ. If, it did, if, you did, if you didn't feel like you had the capability of doing that, the Bible would not say that. But you can't change the way that you think. You just can't keep going through the old stuff. Here we go. Sometimes you have these awesome things right here. Somebody asked me what it is. Don't tell them. Good. I'm glad you asked what it is because... I can't get rid of it because it's shiny. And I can't get rid of it because it's really nice looking. And, but when I look at it, I say, what is it? Don't you have things in your life that it's always been polished in your life and it's always been what you've wanted and you look at it every single day or every week or so and you go, I cannot get rid of this, but for the life of me, I can't figure out what purpose it has in my life. And you know what? I'm going to try to put some kind of piece on it, and it may go here, and this is actually Kagan's, and Kagan, I don't know where the rest of it is, but anyway. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try to put this piece, well, it doesn't quite fit there, but the thing that we try to do is we keep trying to serve, I don't know what a purpose it, it does, it doesn't even work anymore, but because it's shiny, because we're so used to it, because we don't, sometimes you value things, I can plug this thing in, and I guarantee it probably won't work. Why would you want to carry around something in your life that does not work anymore? You know, pieces are missing, and why do we want to pass the baton, as you just did, down to a generation where everything is, we have no purpose in it, it doesn't have half of the parts anymore, and we're not even sure it's working, so we need to understand. This thing right here, if I had a trash can, I'd throw it in, but Kagan would probably say it still works, but he hasn't used it in five years. Correct. Here we go. Sometimes we, everybody's got a set of these in their house somewhere, probably. Right or wrong? You probably have a set of these crutches somewhere. And you get your crutches out and, and you say, I've been hurt in the past. And I got to hold on to these because it's probably going to happen again. We live our lives so much trying to hold on to what these things are. Fearing, the Bible says, I didn't give you a spirit of fear, but I gave you a spirit of a, of a sound mind. But we walk around all the time and we just figure out, you know, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm not diminishing your past. 
Listen, there's things that you've went through that you're struggling, that you're having a hard time. And listen, I'm not diminishing that. But you cannot use your past as a crutch all the time. You know what? You can't use these as attention getters. Ooh, I'm going to get in trouble. Well, uh, let me just tell you my story. Have you ever been around those people that, you, that tell you their story and you're like, my God, I've heard that story 6,000 times. When are you going to quit using that story as a crutch and move forward to what God wants you to do? You cannot let your crutches be for attention too. Y'all know those people? They always, they always got to be telling you something. They always got to be getting the attention. They always got to be, and if they're not, they're not happy. You cannot let your injuries keep you out of the game forever. Crutches were made for a time of injury, but not after. Sometimes you just got to take the crutches. You got to pitch them aside. And sometimes you have to, actually, sometimes you just need to get rid of them. Because you know what? If you get hurt again, God's going to be your crutch. Then you have this. Don't y'all love props? Isn't it awesome? Then you have this. Woo, look at this. I won't even tell you the story behind this. Here we go. But what you have is you have this. You're trying to put this on, and you're moving it around. And, and well, this used to fit me, yeah, in high school or maybe middle school. I don't know. But you just figure... If I can only get my one arm in, the other one would possibly go in. And then once I get to that place, I might even be able to button it. Probably not because I tried. But what we do is you can't even wear it anymore. But you're trying to keep one arm in the world. And you're trying to keep the other arm in the old. And God is just saying to this, you cannot wear that anymore. You have the, once you come to Christ, the Holy Spirit starts speaking to you, and he starts telling you, and he says, listen, I've given you a whole new wardrobe. Why you keep trying to put on that stuff I've taken out of your life? It doesn't fit you anymore. That's why you can't wear it. It couldn't be that I've gained a couple pounds since this shirt. Only a couple. Maybe it could be that. But what we do is... We struggle to fit into both worlds. And then we value this shirt. Can I just tell you, I probably paid $125 for this shirt a few years ago. Now, I go to TJ Maxx. And if I can get it for 10, come on, can I get a hallelujah? If I can get a shirt for $10.99, I will wear, $10.99, I will wear the heck out of that shirt. Because I don't value this anymore. Now, I'm not dishing you if you like roar and buckle, but I'm telling you something right now. Your value systems change sometimes when God starts changing your life. I don't value this shirt as much as I did because if I took this shirt to a yard sale, I'm probably going to get five bucks for it. And I have to be happy with that $5. So what God's trying to do is he's trying to change our mindset. You might have a yard sale, but... And what does a yard sale look like at the house? You go out there and, and everything is strode everywhere and it's just, most of the time it's chaos. I consider it chaos. Y'all might think it's glorious, but <laughs> I consider it chaos. But everything is on the front lawn, in the driveway, in front of the garage, and you got it all displayed out there for everything to see. 
But what is in the garage that you can't see? What is in the closet that you can't see? What is in the basement that you... I got to hold on to this in the basement because one of these days, it's going to be worth a lot of money. I guarantee you all have got a ton of stuff in your house right now that is worth no money, but yet you value it. Oh, goodness, help me out, Jesus. You value it more than what it's actually worth. Sometimes what does it look like? Well, what it is you do is you bring a piece out to the yard. You bring another piece out to the yard and you price it. Then you bring another little piece and you need another little piece. And, and but finally, all that stuff is out in the open where some people can see. But yet that stuff in the closet, in the garage, and in the basement is still there. It's haunting you. It's the thing that you've been trying to get rid of and trying to do those things. But God says, I want you to come out of all of that and open up the garage door. Open up the closet door. Open up the basement and let me come on in. And listen to this. It may surprise you how much stuff you've got. I've helped Tony. He cleans out houses. And I cannot tell you. One time we started cleaning a house, I thought, well, this won't take very long. A dumpster, a full dumpster later, plus his truck and trailer, we were still taking stuff out of that house. You don't realize how much stuff you accumulate until you start cleaning it up. We got to trash the past and we got to part ways with depression and anger and that victim, that victim mentality that has kept us so suppressed. Everything is not everybody else's fault. <sighs> it's not all my wife's fault. 90% of it is, but not all. But sometimes we want to get a little trash can out there and we want to put a little here and a little there. And, and before too long, that trash can is full, full up. God says, I want you to order a dumpster. And I want you to plant it right outside of your house. And I want you to start filling that thing up full of the junk. Why? Sometimes you've got to say goodwill, goodbye. Y'all don't want to go to goodwill because they make too much money on their stuff. Take it somewhere else then. Get rid of it and get out of your life. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this. Therefore... If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away, and all things have become new. Can I just give you some enlightenment? You ladies are going to get a little kick out of this one. You get a whole new wardrobe when you come to God. Praise God, right? You get to go shopping. But you, you don't need to go to Amazon. You don't need to go to TJ Maxx. You don't need to go online. You need to go to the Word of God. And let me tell you what you get. You get a whole new wardrobe. You get, Galatians says, you get to put on Christ. Ephesians says this. It says, you put off, take off the old man and you put the new man on. Ephesians said, I mean, Isaiah says he's going to give you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. He's going to wrap you in something else. You used to uh, fight with depression. He's about to wrap you in something that's going to take care of your depression. Ephesians says you also put on the breastplate of righteousness. Revelation says you're going to get a robe of white and a garment of white. But Pastor Rich, it still works. Listen, it still works. Just because it works doesn't mean it's working. This thing works. But let me just tell you. Maybe you have something in your life 
Maybe you have someone in your life. Maybe it's a relationship that God is saying to you, this no longer works for you. They may be living and breathing and physical, but I'm trying to pull you out of this. Maybe you're going through a job situation where God has tried to pull you out of this situation many times, but you stay because you're comfortable and God's trying to pull you out of your comfort zone. This TV no longer goes with your new home. Let me tell you, if you Justin, are you going to put this in your front room? No, you're not. And it actually does still work, and I'll take $50 for it if y'all... But this no longer fits in your new lifestyle. You're not going to put this in your living room. I hope you don't. Because let me tell you what. This men in the room, you're going to love this one. You've been upgraded. You get a 90-inch plasma smart TV for this when you come to Christ. Aren't you happy? All you guys in the room got to be going, NFL, let's do it. Come on. But you've been upgraded. Let's all stand if we would with, with me just a moment. See, I'm not very long-winded. I want you to look around your house this morning. And I'm not talking about getting out of here and getting in your car and going to where you live. I'm talking about looking at the house that's around you. And you might look up here, and, and, and I've had people say, oh, I love that, I love that, I love that. Is that for sale? Is that what's going But sometimes we have to take an inventory of really what's valuable to us and what's not. I've been holding on to this shirt. I can't wear this shirt anymore. You might want to buy it. I'll sell it. I can't wear this shirt anymore. Maybe in a few months... If I get disciplined enough, I may be able to put this shirt back on. Uh, no, get behind me, Satan. I might be able to, but I doubt it. Because this was a long time ago. So why am I holding on to it? When it could be valuable to someone else. You may look at this shirt and go, Pastor Rich, I love that shirt. What size is it? Can you help a brother out with that shirt? I can, because it's not valuable to me anymore. Even though this is a $100 shirt, it doesn't, it's not valuable to me anymore. So I'm asking you today to take inventory. My wife would love for me to get rid of this shirt. This shirt still fits me, and I am going to preach in this shirt one of these days. Boom. But as I say that kind of jokingly, what items in your life just need to say goodbye to what items do you need to pull a dumpster up to your door and just say this goes in here that needs to go in there I, I keep trying to pull that out of here but no 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 I'm, I'm just going to get rid of it I'm going to take care of it today God is asking us right now for a, our life to be a yard sale just to say okay I don't value that anymore and what he does the things that are still good He's still going to give you treasures for. You're still going to get $5 for that shirt. You're still going to get $3 for that shirt. And it's going to make you feel so much better that you projected something onto someone else that was no longer valuable to you. So as the prayer team is going to be on my left and my right up here, I'm just going to ask you where you're at. If you would, just bow your heads. 
And you can take an inventory back there, right here, over there. Doesn't necessarily have to be around this altar, but if you want to come up and pray, just release some things. You can do it with the prayer team or you can just come and release it to God. Or you can just do it in your, in your chair. Because God, the Holy Spirit, does not have to do things a certain way. Not the way that we want Him to, not the way we think. So I'm going to ask you this as they get ready to sing this song. God says release it today. Put it in your spiritual dumpster and just say, okay, I'm done with this. Will everything be perfect in your life? Probably not. But the more things that you start, the more things that you start getting rid of, the less heavy you're going to be. So I'm going to ask you to do this this morning to start somewhere. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website mybigchurch.com If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church Podcast.